Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Do you have a family member or loved one with additional needs? Are you their primary carer? Are you worried about what might happen to their care in the event of your death? Well, help is at hand because we are joined once again by Solicitor Elaine Byrne from Regan McIntyre Solicitors and Trim. She's going to explain everything we need to know about this area of the law. I'm delighted to have Elaine back on the line. How are you doing, Elaine? Good morning, Sinead. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Great to have you. And I should have said award-winning, Solicitor. Massive congratulations. You won a big award there very recently. Oh, gosh. Thank you very much. Um, Yes, I... um I was listening to you chat, or chatting about the Christmas party. So I had my first night out in a year and a half or whatever on Friday. And um, it was a great night, actually. And very much to my huge surprise, um, I won an award. So I won um, Leinster, including... Dublin Lawyer of the Year. A massive, massive congratulations. It, I'm not surprised that you won. I'm not surprised. And you looked absolutely stunning in the Guna and everything else. Fantastic achievement for you. Uh, delighted, delighted to, to bring that to the listeners. Well, well deserved. Um, oh, now, get, getting back to this, because during the course of our conversation around Britney Spears' conservatorship case, wardship in Ireland came up and it brought us down a really interesting path of discussion into this and also capacity law. First of all, can you explain Explain all this legal jargon for me. Yes. So, look, I suppose, first of all, um, for any listener with a family member with special needs, I think life is really exciting, um, but it's also challenging. And I suppose, look, the law in this area is challenging also, and it is difficult, but I really hope that between yourself and myself, Sinead, Mm. that we will get to grips with it and help listeners Um, So for me, I'm so delighted to be chatting about this. I suppose I have a personal interest in the area and professionally as well. I I really enjoy the area. So I suppose maybe just um, the first thing that occurred to me, and this isn't something that you need to do with your solicitor, but it's just really practical advice. So the first thing that we might think about doing is a letter of wishes. Mm. So we might outline, so if we have a, a family member with special needs, we might outline our wishes for that family member and we might include things like living arrangements and education and maybe notes on diet and sensitivities, maybe behavioural issues, just that if anything happens to us that there is a record of just these really practical things, even down to medication. Um, the other thing that it can be useful to have is just a note of 
the wonderful friends and family and neighbours that maybe are involved in your and your family's life, so maybe the person's circle of support, and just to make a note of those details. And look, this area is really daunting, but I suppose I, I have a note here for myself, life is a journey and circumstances vary. So you can only do your best for the time that you're at at the moment. And you can, you know, so hopefully you might make a will now or look after affairs yeah. now. But you can always update them down the line. And that's the thing, that's the key to this. And I must mention the lovely couple from Navin, uh, Clatterboy and Navin County Mead that got in touch with us because this is very much inspired by their uh, them reaching out to us. They said, thanks for the informative talk today. This was the last time that you were on with us. Your guest at the end mentioned making provision for somebody with autism. Our youngest son here has additional needs and it's really hard to get information on the topic. And uh, this is where it would inspire us to go forward with regards to this. So this idea of the letter of wishes this should be the first thing that people do um now moving into capacity law which again as we discussed in the last uh, time you were on with us there's a lot of dated jargon around this isn't there yes absolutely so yeah we mentioned the last time that we have our lunacy regulations of going back literally to 1871 and with the concept of wardship under this so our law at the minute so if i Sinead, I'm deemed unable to manage my assets due to mental incapacity. Somebody can make an application to court so that I am made a ward of court. And the court then will, I suppose, take control of my assets. So say if I have um, money, that money will be transferred up to the wards of court. And the person who makes the application for me, it could be a family member, that person is called a committee. Um, now, I suppose words of court cases, like they're expensive, they, you know, the, it's, so there's a lot of legal costs, mm. they're complex, so it's not ideal. But the last day we were chatting as well, we had mentioned a Capacity Act of 2015 and just hot off the press there, um, actually for listeners, there's a really good website. Yep. It's www.decisionsupportservice.ie, so definitely for the... A couple there who sent you in that email or anybody else look up that website it's really really good so that's decision support service.ie yes okay really good so um if you look on their website and in their new section so just from the 15th of october they updated that and i just i printed it out here so i might just uh, read it yep. out fire ahead so yeah it tells us they the countdown to the launch of the Decision Support Service is well underway following confirmation of an unexpected uplift in funding in the recent budget. The DSS will open in June 2022 and will provide a vital service for all adults who have difficulties with decision making. This is likely to include those with an intellectual disability, mental illness or acquired brain injury, as well as people with neurodegenerative conditions such as dementia. As many as 200,000 adults could potentially benefit from the new service. So it's really... As I say, like our present law is in place since 1871. So it's a really, I suppose it's really exciting for solicitors and <laughs> practicing in this area. Um, and the other thing just to say is that, so we know today we're chatting and, um, about mem- our family members with additional needs. Yep. But I think this act, like it is really an act for all of us because... Mm-hmm. 
you know, God forbid, it, it, you know, any of us could, I suppose, get dementia or yep. have an accident. So it is, it's really relevant to us all. It really is. And, and yeah. it's something to take on board, as you say. Now, let's get back to this. I'm going to give you a scenario, OK? So say we have an elderly couple who have one child who has additional needs. Maybe this child needs round-the-clock care. Uh, you know, they are concerned for their well-being in the event that they're going to maybe pass away or no longer able to look after them. What could they do? What could be put in place for this couple's child, let's say? And I'm saying child, but the child could be an adult at this stage, still needing the needs, you know? Yes. So I think what they might do, so they might make a will and I think I suppose the the best show in town is to set up a trust. Mm. And a trust, so I suppose the legal definition of a trust, it is complex, but it's basically that property is held, say, by two people, but it's held on trust for somebody else. So the... So that's, I suppose, the legal concept of a trust, but also, I suppose, our day-to-day understanding of trust is really important because I just think it's really important that those two people, that they do make sure that it's used for the benefit of the person. Yeah. And um, there are different types of trust, and I think the trust most relevant to our conversation today is a discretionary trust. Okay. And um, one of the reasons this is so important, so I think sometimes... When um, us solicitors start talking about trusts, that sometimes we can get lost in all of the law and the legislation. But I think one really important thing, and I think listeners would hopefully agree with me in, on this, is in relation to state allowances and benefits. And for anybody with additional needs, they may be in receipt of disability allowance. And this is so, so important. So I suppose for any parents or anybody you know we don't want to end up in a scenario where we're doing our best for our child and trying to make provision for that child but we inadvertently deprive that child of his or her disability allowance because remember disability allowance is means tested so if I decide to give my son who has special needs €100,000 I'm going to deprive him of that essential disability allowance So if I set up a discretionary trust, I can leave money for him. But from the point of view of the state, it's not guaranteed that he's going to get it. So it's not taken into account in assessing his means. Oh, that's really important. Yes, yes. It's so, so important. And um, like I just thought, say, maybe if we just looked at an example. Yeah. Um, So... Say if we've a couple, that we're going to call them Anne and Barry, and say they've three children, Jimmy, Johnny and Julie. Now, Julie has additional needs. And Anne and Barry, they have a family home here in Trim, but they also have a house beside you in Drahadashanid. Okay. Um, and everything is in Barry's sole name. So I suppose maybe first of all, if we looked at what happens if Barry dies without Will, because I appreciate this is really daunting. It's mm not the nicest thing to be going into your solicitor and talking about this but if say in this circumstance if Barry dies without a will we're looking at our rules of intestacy so two thirds of the house in Trim and the house in Drogheda would go to Anne and one third then would pass to Jimmy, Johnny and Julie. Now Jimmy and Johnny might say look ma'am you have it and they can sign for that and that's fine but Julie has additional needs, so she mm. can't sign for that. So Anne, 
like she can't decide to sell the house in Drogheda because nobody's going to buy eight ninths of a house. Yeah. So the only option open, well, presently, I suppose it would be to make Julia Ward, of course, and then down the line, it would be under our new act. But in either scenario, the decision is out of your hands. So Okay, this is where it gets tricky. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it would be just so amazing if Barry and Anne made a will. Um, so in making the will, um, they could, for instance... They could say, right, if something happens one, we leave everything to each other. And in that case then, because I think, you know, first and foremost, it's important to look after your darling husband or wife. So um, you're provided for in that scenario. And then in the part B, so they could provide, you know, what might happen on the death of the last person or if something happened to both of them at the same time. So... Jimmy and Johnny, they're both fine and they could get property directly. But say for Julie, so they could set up, I suppose, what we mentioned there, our discretionary trust. And they might, so you need at least two trustees. So they could, for example, name Jimmy and Johnny as the trustees. But maybe, just to be sure, they might just have a third trustee, just to make sure that Jimmy and Johnny don't you know get well, a bit greedy or well, something well this is the thing you know and you hear stories all the time and you hear horror stories of things that happen as well over land and wills and property and everything else uh, you know we've, we've heard that even in recent times so this is a good idea so is this is the trustee kind of like the conservator that we've had in the past with the Brittany yes. situation okay yes exactly Sinead and we remember from that how important that role mm. is and on the flip side, that there is potential for abuse. So you have to be really, really careful who you're appointing. And the other thing just to bear in mind is that in order for a trust to be discretionary, you have to say that, okay, it's to Julie for her day. And look, in reality, you're going to want all of the money spent on Julie. Yeah. But after Julie's day, you have to have a clause to say if there's anything left, where it goes. And you could say... For example, say if, if Julie maybe was in care and there was a charity, you could say that it goes to the charity. But we'll say if Anne and Barry here, they said, you know, look, we'd like it to go to Jimmy and Johnny after Julie's day. It's like you can see there's a potential for a conflict because yeah. Jimmy might say, ah, hang on now, you know, Julie, you've enough. I want to keep this for myself. So that's why it might be useful just to have a third trustee that can keep manners and Jimmy and G- um, Johnny um, and make sure that it is spent properly and for Julie's benefit. And would that be somebody now that's outside the family completely, or would that be somebody that's like a friend, or would that be somebody that you kind of employ? Yeah, it could be absolutely any of those, Sinead. And that's the the wonderful opportunity that you have, I suppose, that you can, you can pick this person. So, like, there would be... Um, you know, you can pay somebody to do mm. it, but, you know, obviously you want to keep an eye on costs and you yeah. don't necessarily want um, your money. You could have... Sometimes I find just what works well is if you've maybe an aunt or an uncle um, and a nephew. Now, I suppose you have to be cognizant, you know, of age. Yeah. Um, or maybe if there's a cousin or a really good friend. Now, I suppose it is quite an onerous job if you're a trustee, so you would need to check with the person. Um, and I think just the trustee then would need to have a good relationship with the person with additional needs and, and see the person lots and 
know where the money should be spent and what would make a big difference in that person's life and what would be of benefit to that person. So just to chat to your proposed trustee. I'm getting a question just here for you, Elaine. Uh, yeah. How much is it to make a will as I'm unemployed at the moment? This is coming in on 86 658 Okay, so I suppose if we're talking about the kind of will that we're talking about today, it is going to be more expensive because yeah. it's not a case of just going in and getting it done in an hour. You know, that would, it, it just wouldn't work. Um, but like for a more straightforward will, you know, it, it could be 100 euro plus fast, okay. uh, kind of 200 euro plus fast. And look, there's lots, look, if you're, you know, speak to your solicitor and... Um, things can be worked out is what you're things, saying on case by case. Worked, yeah. Things can be worked out and look, you might, um, you know, pay for it even in installments or something. So it wouldn't let the price, you know, yeah, I, I still off. think it's really important to make a will and you'll agree something with your solicitor, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I've loads more to ask you, I really do. But just to finish up for today because we're running out of time, uh, just to reiterate this because... No matter what, making a will is extremely important. But if we keep coming off, putting it off, you know, like it's going to be a disaster. So what happens if there's no will at all in place and there is a family member with additional needs? And like you've mentioned, say one or both parents pass away, this can be a really detrimental situation. Yeah, exactly. So we just, I suppose we gave um, our example there of Ran and Bay and and their three children. So it just, it is really difficult. I suppose in any case, if we die without a will, it's difficult for our family. But if there's a member in the family with additional needs, like I suppose presently, the only option is to make that family member a ward of court um, or when our capacity legislation comes in. But the, the... it won't be a word of court, but there would still be some form um, of intervention. So yeah. it is, and just actually the other thing, just, and really quickly, um, is just for tax. Oh yes. So um, look, I'm I'm a great advocate. I want to pay my fair share of tax, but if there's any reliefs, I want to know about them. Yes, of so, course. Um, just for anybody, there is. Um, it's called Section 84 of the CAT Act of 2003. And this provides an exemption for qualifying expenses of an incapacitated person. So I could, um, so say, if I wanted to say I have a neighbour and I wanted to leave them something, the, you know, in general, that person would have, you know, it's quite a small amount that they can get tax free. So there could potentially be a lot of tax. But if I make my will and I refer to this specifically, I could leave any amount to that person and they would get it tax-free. That's just really important to bear in mind. Fantastic. And Elaine, you are available if people want to get in touch with you or contact you for more questions, advice, information. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I I probably am a bit of a nerd. I really enjoy my wills and my probate. But um, yeah, so I'm here in Trim in Regan McEntee's. So um, our number is 046 943 And look, if anybody has any queries or anything, just give us a shout. Elaine, as always, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you. I always, as always, I enjoyed it. So thanks so much, Sinead. Not at all, not at all. Elaine Byrne there, solicitor, Regan McEntee, solicitors in Trim. That website, by the way, that she was referring to about the changes that's going to come into place for next June, decisionsupportservice.ie, if you want to find more details on that. And the number again for, for Elaine is 046 And if you missed any of that, I promise it will be up on our website, lmfm.ie. 
ie in the podcast section. 11 to 1 on LMFM. L-M-F-M. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.